Live from the Bills' famous cheese spread studios in the downstairs pub, the Blockout Sports Pod is back on the air. From behind the master control desk in the aforementioned downstairs pub, I am your host and moderator for this evening. My name is Travis Carter. Behind me, after a, what, three-week hiatus? Two-week Two hiatus. We are very glad to have the shadow producer of the program back, the one and only man at the whiteboard, Big Jody. Billied up Big to the... Bo- oh, I'm Big, sorry. Big Jody. Uh, uh, over my right shoulder at the high top table is the real big fella, the tuna country, Matt Kemp. Huge. And bellied up to the bar, <laughs> the latest person to put his name in the transfer portal. I didn't want to spring it on you guys, but I happened to see that this afternoon. The fabulous one, Freddie Bender. Oh I'm, I'm staying. You know my man I'm is staying. down. You know my man's down bad when he's got a St. Louis Battlehawk jersey on. That's always, all you got left, man. And I, I, and I kind of love it. You're like, this is what I got. I'm pulling it out. We're going for That's it. That's it. That's all I got, babe. Yeah. <clears throat> Fre- I mean, Freddie, are you going to Michigan for the game? Transfer portal. You going to Michigan? No, I'm not. Much respect, though. Breaking news. Freddie will not be transferring to Michigan. Um, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to UAB. And, uh, <laughs> we obviously are going to get uh, deep into the college football playoffs. Um, some of us had a very good night. Some of us not such a great night. Uh, we will get back into that in depth. Uh, Fred on the text thread today showed us uh his copious amount of notes and notations that he took uh about the game yeah after my third watch so that should be something uh everybody should look forward to i want to remind everybody that we are on social media on twitter at blockout sports or at blockout pod uh we are on facebook just type in blockout sports pod into your facebook uh search bar um, we also have a special guest in studio tonight. Oh, baby. Freddy's go chain. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that goes without saying. I wish this was a, uh, uh, being simulcast on YouTube right now. So everybody could see that chain. <laughs> I wish it was good luck. Uh, along with his battle Hawks Jersey, but we've got, uh, a man who has, uh, Spent a lot of time in the actual sports world, doing it for a living. Our good buddy, good friend of the show, Johnny Fever. Also known as Johnny Firestick. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, LSU Johnny. Johnny, Uh, it's good to have you. uh, Good to have you here tonight. Sounds so much better than Baylor Johnny. I'm glad that's over with. It does. Um, yeah, we need. Yeah, we need to give a background, right? Little videography. Uh, yeah, so Johnny uh, Johnny has worked uh, at a variety of uh, for a, a variety of college football programs, national in, champion, including uh, the 2019 LSU football program, and I have actually worn his championship ring, which is very cool. I have also worn his ring that probably holds the place of highest esteem the one that uh u of l got for going seven and eight and five eight and five no, it's not 
Let's not take that win out of there. For going eight and five uh, and losing their bowl game. Yeah, it happens. <laughs> you know, I've actually wore Kenny Stabler's Super Bowl ring before. That is the hell a, you have. That is dude, a true uh, story. Ask Bama J about it. He was sitting right next well, to me. Well, call him up and tell him I wore his jersey Saturday and it didn't help. <laughs> and it was undefeated. It's now got one loss. Uh, Johnny, did you get a ring for when, when you were at Baylor and you all beat Georgia in that awesome bowl game? Was that Georgia that you all beat? That was Ole Miss, you're thinking. Oh, about, Ole Miss. Uh, that was an awesome game. 12-2, and two, Big 12 champions, Sugar Bowl champions. Quite frankly, those those Baylor rings, from a, simply an aesthetic standpoint, as far as I'm concerned, are the best-looking rings that you have. Those are beautiful. Uh, I think it was... I think it was the Big 12 championship ring that, that I liked so yeah, much. Yeah, that, that's correct. Yeah. I, I like it as well. I do think that's a product of the, uh, the uh, participation trophy era we're in. <laughs> Everything's bigger in Texas. <laughs> but, uh, no, we're, we're, we're glad to have you here. Um, before we get into the actual college football playoffs, uh, I did want to touch on a few of the other games Uh if you listened last week, and I hope you did, uh, we broke down, at least we touched on every single uh, bowl game that uh, was being played, some that had our interest peaked, some that did not so much, but uh, I wanted to get you guys' take on some of those games that were not college football playoff related. There were some very good games, some fun games. Maybe uh, hear how you guys did uh, from a batting standpoint or anything that kind of uh, things that you want to talk about that you found interesting from games other than those, and then we'll get into the playoffs. Yeah, I thought uh, the biggest thing that stood out to me was uh, Tennessee's little freshman quarterback that came in. Yeah. Uh, That was a really good Iowa defense that he went against, and he just shredded them. Up and down yeah. the field. He, like, he – I mean, he moves well with the ball. He's got a cannon for an arm. I think Tennessee's got a bright future with him. Um, they have a bright future, period. Yeah, for sure. Um, I just don't think that Iowa ever recovered from the loss of Ferenc Jr. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, 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 yeah. how are you going to recover after losing a coach of that stature? Yeah, I don't know, man, but they uh, they couldn't pull it together. That... What a frustrating push on the under. I, I actually look, <laughs> it had opened at thirty five, which is what it ended up being thirty five nothing, but it closed at thirty seven. So the under actually right. hit if you bet it. I, I did that hit. day. I hit that day. Yeah. But no, I agree with you. Tennessee looked good. Hell, I, I was going to start on Friday. I thought the UK Clemson game was a was a damn good game to watch to start everything off. That may start have... everything off. Well, that was, that was know, a Friday. No, yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying. On Friday, I'm just saying. But that was an uh, that was a twelve o'clock game. That may have after been after our from, after our podcast from from strictly just a entertainment standpoint. If you didn't have any sort of dog in that fight, uh, it was a wildly entertaining game. I hated how it ended. Um, because despite the fact that we're sitting in a room that is devoted to all things Indiana athletics, I do find myself rooting for Kentucky's football team. So I was disappointed in the way that it ended. And you know how I feel about Dabo. 
and Clemson, so I really wanted them to stick it to them. Um, the prevent defense. Poor Dabo's straight. always catching strays on uh, the show. Well, he does. Uh-huh. Jody, what would you think of that game? Oh, boy. I sent Dabo a Tostino's in the mail. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I got. To hey. add, add to the pizza party. Um, Kentucky, you know, they were in a beautiful position. Obviously, th- I think they had three turnovers in four plays. Um, they went to the prevent defense at the end of the ball game, which drives me bat crazy. Uh, yeah. Uh, it never works. Um, but credit to Clemson for making the plays down the stretch when they needed to. And, uh, you know, it was unfortunate, but that's sports. No, it is. And would you think, by the way, as we went through, we knew Oregon State was totally. Yeah, that was toast. Uh, that was totally toast based on who they had. But what did you think of the Missouri-Ohio State game, guys? Well, obviously, I mean, Missouri continues to impress. They just. They. I'm getting me a a Dinkischnitz sweatshirt. Uh, He is my new guy. Dinkischnitz, vegetables. Saban's starting to get a little stale. I got problems with him. We'll talk about that later. Well, I mean, it was just a few weeks ago Uh, that you were, like, in tears down here worried about his retirement. uh, I know, (laughs) I know. But, no, just some about him and Missouri, and he still gets that gouge in when he's on at the end of the game, you know. uh, No, he's a great personality for college football. I love him, man. Um, he gets on. He says whatever the hell he wants to say. He knows exactly. He's he's a wordsmith when it comes to taking jabs, and I like that. Right, and and Marvin Harrison dropping out uh, right right before I guess before the game. Obviously, that was going to be a letdown a little bit for Ohio State. But uh, uh, then we started off Saturday with the big game. Tuna was all fired up. Showed up over at the garage bar, ready to go. Penn State, Ole Miss. Yeah, that was that was awesome, and it went much, I think, the way that we talked about on the show. Uh, I don't think any of us thought that Penn State could score enough points, and that's exactly what happened. And Ole Miss, Ole Miss is building a juggernaut. Big news came from that program. Um, was this just yesterday or earlier today? I, I don't know. Everything runs together anymore. But um, I guess the running back was it Kishon Junk Junkins. He's yeah. um, he's transferring out of there. He's entered. He's entered the portal. I guess it was yesterday because that was the last day to enter the portal. Um, Two time first team all uh, all SEC first yeah. teamer. So I don't know if he's just trying to get a bigger payday from Ole Miss or. I think a lot of kids are doing that. Yeah, now where they put because. I've seen that happen more than I've ever remembered seeing it's it. It's nice to feel wanted again. Yep. Sometimes you're you put, just the guy there. And... You put your name in, and then all of a sudden, I've had a change of heart. I'll always be a a rebel or a Hoosier or a you know Roll Tide or whatever uh, because guys come to the table with a little bit of that extra well, that sweet NIL money. I think with all the success that uh, Old Miss has had in the transfer portal and in recruiting, they uh they could be a dangerous team and a nice pick to uh win that SEC next well, year. Definitely all, make the twelve team playoff. I totally said, agree. You all said Jackson Dart is possibly the best quarterback in the SEC this year. Johnny, what do you think about that? I mean, I think is is who is he coming back? What's the deal with him? He's back. Jackson He's Dart's back. gonna play. 
So and they also have that Spencer Sanders kid. Did he enter the portal? He was the transfer from Oklahoma State. That, that was his fifth year, so he's uh, oh that was man. I think he showed up to start, didn't get it. And yeah, rode out into the sunset. Okay, but no. Back on Jokins, though. Fun fact: you know Kiffin's a troll on. On <laughs> he's within the hour he's of awesome. Judkins announcing he was transferring Lane Kiffin Lane Kiffin posts a picture of him live catching a shark on a boat with his family okay puts it, puts it back the caption the caption of the photo says catch and release and he is putting the shark back into the water within the hour that Judkins announces I don't think that's oh, a coincidence. Oh, wow. I don't think that's a coincidence. No, maybe was, not. I think that was a shot wow. of uh, you know, the, the old Miss Land <laughs> yeah, Sharks. Yeah, absolutely. Was, uh, there you go. Land yeah. Sharks. Hmm. I think, old, I think old Kiffin said we'll do it without you, buddy. Hmm. I mean, what do they got? Land Sharks, Hotty Toddy. They got, I mean, I don't care. He's going to be a prize that. in the portal, though. Um, Bring don't... him to Bloomington. <laughs> we'll but take Kip, him. But, hey, Kiffin's doing a great job. I mean, after the game, the way he walked across the field to shake hands, it seemed like they had gotten beat by 30. I mean, it just didn't really pump up Kiffin at all. I don't even know if they poured Gatorade on him. But I was kind of stunned by that. I was like, man, you got to be happy. I mean, that's a good win uh, versus a very well-respected Penn State team. And now that you're looking back at some of the Big Ten games, I know Ohio State lost or whatever, but – but Michigan did uh, obviously was a tough team, and that we're now finding out. And and Penn State was right there as the third best team in the Big Ten, and for them to beat them fairly handily, uh, I mean, I covered on that game, so I I loved it. Uh, but there, you were right. There are good things happening down there in Oxford. And how about the game that I said I had no interest in watching, <laughs> and I never, I didn't watch a single play of it. Um, but I know Fred was excited that uh, Maryland oh, just just God. kicked the bejesus out of yeah twenty one nothing in the first quarter, uh, and then I read today that uh, that that uh, I don't call him by his name all the time, but the head coach at Auburn that uh, he was out recruiting uh, during Freeze. bowl week. Yeah, why don't you call him by his name? I, I, I don't know. He was out recruiting and said that they really didn't have a uh, that they really didn't spend much time on bowl preparation. Well, that was obvious. <laughs> was, I'm like, what, dude? Like, why would you say on. that? Yeah, for I, one, I don't believe it, that, and for two, but it's all it's news. It was all over Feinbaum today. I mean, well, that, that, that's, that's what he said, and then they had the beat writers all over, it, and I'm like. Don't be a don't come in the SEC and be a scrub, dude. Don't, you mean you, to tell me you didn't prepare for a bowl game? How are you going to get drummed by Maryland? Dude? You use that extra month of practice that you did, get for playing in a bowl, and you didn't. Yeah, and I, Maryland. I, I, he's talking out his Maryland ass. Maryland had way more players out, and you got Auburn who finally made a bowl game. You know they worked to make this bowl game, and you're trying to get things going on on a on a positive situation deal. You got. Fans traveling down, and you shoot that wad against Maryland, who didn't even have their players. I mean, uh, I, I, nothing personal, but hey, give credit to Maryland. They came out, played hard, and represented the Big Ten on that one. I'll tell you this. It, it, it is clear to me that, um, that God looked with disfavor on anyone associated with Liberty University, <laughs> and that made me extremely happy. 
You love evangelist. Oh, you talking about Liberty, Oregon? Uh, no, well, Hugh Freeze was at Liberty. He's oh, take, that's right. He was, well, yeah, they yeah. went down both ways. Yes, that's I what I'm you. saying. I, th- well, I think the good Lord looked down I don't and think said... The, uh, the Lord likes going down both ways like that. He said, uh, you people don't represent me. I'm going to make sure that you both get your ass beat this week. I'm with you. And, and you know what's <laughs> funny is maybe one of the biggest... Maybe one of the games that will have one of the the biggest... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? A game that I don't know what goes on. Well, in head. A, a game that that is being looked at by the bowl committee, g- committee, and everything else in sports right now in the NCAA is the game that we all I hope won th- tons of money on. I did Georgia Florida State. Georgia Florida State. I mean, you know they're they're looking at now. Finally, changing all kinds of things. The NI, uh, the NIL, uh, the uh, looking to get rid of de- December. What what what's the dates on that, guys? December. When is that transfer? The portal is it? De- I got December through January, right? Is the yeah? The, it it goes in between semesters. That's the problem with changing the time frame on it. But but he's talking about. Uh, Basically, re- re-evaluating that game, uh, looking at it, going. I mean, you heard what Kirby said at the end of that game. Instead of pumping up his team, he basically ripped the whole system as far as FSU was concerned. They had nobody. Uh, they had opt-outs. They had people going the draft. I mean, it was an absolute mess and shorthanded rosters. And I've been talking about this a lot. We've all talked about it, but there needs to be changes. Well, they've if you got look, to change all, they've got to change either the dates on the portal. Correct? The, no, they can't change the dates on the portal because it's in between semesters. What UK did was actually brilliant. Um, they um, with Florida State, it wasn't really transfer so much as it was opt outs to go to the NFL. Uh, what UK did um, was the way their NIL deal set up, they don't get their final check until after they play in the bowl game. So, and, and I think what you're going to end up seeing is these bowl sponsors pony up money and give these kids incentive financially to play in the games because the bowl sponsors want the views, right? So why right. wouldn't Pop-Tarts be like, hey, Here's ten thousand dollars if you play in this bowl game. You know that's the the better the game, the more people are going to watch. It's better for them. So I could see that kind of going that way. I just think they're going to move that transfer portal back. I don't think they can though. Right? It's, but it's, I think that. But well, they can do whatever they want when they have their meetings and start. You can't like if you if you if you say, hey, I want to transfer in February. That's in the middle well, of your not classes. That far back. Well, but either way, in the you're still in classes in school, and you can't just leave in the middle of a semester and and, and I mean, enroll at another school. I mean, at the end of the day, they're they're students first, believe it or not, which I I have a hard time wrapping my head around too. But right. until they just go pro and like be like, hey, LSU is not a university anymore; it's just Louisiana but State I, University football well, team. Well, that game got everyone's attention. Do y'all agree? I mean, it no, was it ridiculous. definitely, it was, yeah. it was ridiculous. But it was 
It was easy money. No, it was yeah. easy money, so, and the over was that maybe even easier. I was like forty four and a half. What the? So really? I'm I'm in favor of them uh, keeping it the exact same way and giving <laughs> us one game every year where it's like you can bet whatever you want to on it and it doesn't make any difference. But what 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 about Florida State really affect was affected by the transfer portal? Like that was kids opting out to go pro, right? No, it was early departures. Yeah, but it was yeah, nature. but that's a big difference though. It was it was mostly guys. Saying we're not playing because we're going to go to the NFL. Yeah, right, well, it was a that, shorthanded was roster. Guys. They had nothing. Yeah, so I mean, you can't I mean, blame the transfer portal on that. But, no, but I think it was a mixture of of a little bit of all of it. I know Wilson and Coleman and Verse all obviously were going to the NFL, mm-hmm. but there are other people that opted out that left. Well, not opted out, but that to Tuna's point, I do think it makes the most sense. For the bowl sponsors to get involved, yep, and say, okay, uh, AT and T is presenting whatever game, you know, whatever. I don't even think AT and T is a company anymore. Make but, Tony the Tiger pay but, out of his pocket, man. <laughs> right. Like you do, we ain't got. I mean, we ain't got time to just sit around. But these these multi billion dollar companies that are paying millions of dollars to put their name on these on these bowl games. And I get it. Right now, people are still watching. the The numbers don't lie, but eventually, people are going to get tired of going. Oh well, why would I even sit here and watch this Florida State? Everybody knows Florida State has no shot. There's no reason to really even watch right. this game or get interested in it, which takes away from the advertisers' ability to make money. I think it's more the big boys. Like, like when say Memphis and whoever played in tune, like those early bowl games, the love of it's in there. Like Tuna was saying, "Hey, I want to see these young kids." Like the Western Kentucky game or whatever, where these great or the USC game, where this quarterback now looked like Aaron Rodgers, who shows up out of nowhere against Louisville and throws six touchdowns. Those stories are great for the early ones, but I think once you get later, when you're going up against the big boys, like the top ten teams in the country, well, and you got and a team the, that's depleted. Obviously, like, for instance, an Ohio State is going to have way more opt-outs to go to the NFL right. because they're Ohio exactly, State. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And the bigger the bowl, the bigger the sponsor and the more money to spend. That's and right. And that they've already spent up for that. Like, if you're spending millions upon millions of dollars to acquire the naming rights for this bowl, you obviously have more money to pay the kids that are participating in said bowl. Like, I'm not going to go to the Tax Act Bowl or the Duke's Mayo Bowl and expect you to pay what, you right. know. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. I just think the director is saying that they're going to look at those three driving forces and try to make some sort of changes. I'm not sure what it is, but it well, was I think the we headline. Just, I think we just fixed it for them tonight. Well, I think you did too. You guys got anything to jump in with? I, I agree. I went into this bowl season thinking uh, you know, these bowls are meaningless. The players don't care. But I do find it to be a cool audition for people who are fighting for a spot on the team. And – I guess we'll do the the Jerry Bama drink game, the Freddie Bama drink game. There you go, drink. <laughs> when I, if I bring up LSU, but LSU's quarterback has been sat behind T.J. Finley. He sat behind uh, Max Johnson. Now, third school, North Carolina, 
Jaden Daniels comes in, takes his job. He chooses not to transfer. He's waited and waited. He gets his turn. His first career start is in a bowl game, 395 yards. Plays three, great. Three touchdowns, 98-yard come from behind win with minutes left. Right. That, as a fan, with me watching my team, that was his audition because Brian Kelly's going to get in the portal and say, we need a quarterback, or Garrett Nussmeyer took the field saying, I am, That's the, my quarter- guy. Yep. I am the quarterback. So right. I think bowl season, other than Georgia, Florida State produced Pretty entertaining games, really fun games. I do. I agree. And so I, I do think college football needs change, but I went into this bowl season saying bowl, bowl season's ruined, and I, I was talked out of that just by watching the games. It's really? Like, okay. Mm-hmm. I like I, that. I, I, I think players and care. I think I, I think it's an audition and just sit where you, see where you stand. Let's not forget in the 40s and 50s, uh, bowl games were nothing but exhibitions. Right, you won national championships based on your regular season. They right. would just take your regular season right. record. the The AP would vote on it, and then that's who won national championships. Right. That's why you had all the splits and everything. And it was like the bowl games were were for guys like this that never got to yeah. play all year, and, yeah. and they would come out. Hell, and do it. even in the even in the early seventies, there was I believe it was maybe Oklahoma that won a national championship. And didn't even play in a bowl game. Yeah. <laughs> because they weren't allowed. They were on probation from the season before. So they didn't play in a bowl game. But the two teams that were ahead of them both lost. Right. In their bowl games. And right. they were declared national champions. I just think the reality of the situation is college football has become the sport that everybody says, we need to fix this, we need to fix this, we need to fix this. Where I think it's better now than it ever has been. Um, I hear you. I, I really believe it's that. just the 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 people that aren't a hundred percent in on it. They're the ones that are chirping about. Well, it. and the other thing is, let's we don't not, want them anyway. Let's yeah, not, we don't want them. Let's not forget that next season we're going. It's have, all going to change. We're going to have twelve it's teams, all gonna, and twelve teams are right, going to damn and sure it's care. It's all going to change now, a lot. I hope this never happens. But say a player decides to opt out of the the playoff to go pro he's a top five pick well you know what i mean it could happen 12 team playoff it's gonna happen yeah but you're gonna see some guys get hurt in it in that final four Mm -hmm. you know and it still could happen when they get down to the four but i don't know how you play all the way up to that and you're like well i didn't get hurt and then all of a sudden back out i don't think that as a competitor or an athlete in any realm that you can do that but with the big money and everything, a lot of people forget about it. It's also such big money that the camaraderie of the bowl games, don't forget, they go down there for a week. Their family goes. All the people that worked hard in the university, people like Johnny that do the videography, thing like, everybody goes, they have all these uh, events that go on, they all have dinners. Hell, half the players on each team either they meet each other. They know each other. They either hate some. Some of them uh, get a little rivalry. Louisville and Southern like Miss got in a fight at a dance off right. at the Beef O'Brady Bowl. But but it is there is more to a, there is more a real to a, a bowl game than just playing the bowl game. It's a full week of a reward for your team in a, hopefully a sunny uh, area in the United States. So and people forget about all that. 
They forget about and back in the day, that's what it was about. You know what I mean? Before it got big money. Yeah, I gotta say, if I was a college player and I was going to get sent out to play in the Idaho Potato Bowl in Idaho in in, in January or, or late December, I'd probably think about opting out too. <laughs> yeah. Um, unless Idaho Potato was offering me a chunk of money to play in it. Hey Tuna, on that note, you all have failed to mention a a bowl game that was on Thursday. That tuna and I thoroughly enjoyed. I don't. Um, I, I think what we're going to do is an entire separate podcast was just that, on that bowl. Was that like we're going to do a two-hour Pop Tart Bowl special? Pop Tart Bowl. Oh, Pop Tart Bowl. <laughs> and I thought it lived up to the hype. Did um, you all? Did you, anyone eat the pop tart? Did dude. you see the pop tart oh, yeah, after? I was there. Yeah, yeah. I, I watched. I mean, it looked like I a scene a, from Silence of the Lambs. I might man. have been a little overserved at that point. There was a uh, uh, one of the other. Gosh, now I don't remember which mascot it was, but one of the other mascots from the uh, from another bowl that is a food product. Cheez it. The cheese it. Cheese it. Was that what it was? Mm. Sent sent a letter out and said uh, it was like a heartfelt R.I.P. to my comrade and a, a reminder that I am actually not edible. <laughs> <laughs> All those things are cool too. That and they do and, with and the Cheeses Bowl had like like eight different mascots. You had dude, the extra toasted. I think he looked drunk, and then you had the I think the white cheddar. I think those smaller type bowls need to lean in to the ridiculousness. Absolutely. Yeah, dude. Make the mascot stuff crazy. Make the pouring the mayonnaise on people crazy. When's the Bill's Cheese Bowl coming up, dude? Bill's Cheese Spread Bowl is coming. Pony up that dough. We're going to eat cheese. I mean, forget the cheese. I want to see Bill's Cheese dominate the cheese at bowl. Even if you didn't watch the Duke Mayo Bowl, I guarantee you've seen the mayo get dumped on the guy. (laughs) <laughs> so, like, that is advertising at its fullest. And so right. we need to dump Bill's like, cheese on people. The announcers, through several parts of the game, were pouring mayo on different things, eating them. Yeah. At one point, we were all watching that game here together, and I came upstairs, and you guys were all standing outside, and I was going, oh, no, oh, God, I can't believe what I just saw. And your response to me immediately, because you know how I am when I you went, oh no! I think it was Fred goes, oh no! Did somebody get hurt real bad? What happened? <laughs> I go, I go, no! Two guys just filled their beer mugs with mayonnaise and chugged and them chugged on national, cha- oh my on God. Nat- national television. Yeah. <laughs> I love it, dude! I love it. And by the way, while we're talking about that game, Kansas State. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we have the next possible Patrick Mahomes that will be playing for what? that school. Oh yeah, nah. tell me you don't think that guy there. They, I didn't even know it until we watched the game. And this kid, they've already been talking about him out there in the Midwest. I watched, he is the next stud. I watched it for the pop tart and. That kid was fun to Unbelievable. watch. I, I couldn't take my hey eyes Hey, man, off the when, you, when you beat a NC State team that was won, what, seven games in a row that came yeah. in, they didn't have They were their, a nine-win team. They didn't have their number one linebacker. Their yeah. All-American did mm. not play in that game, but they still had the core of their team. And for him to come in there and uh, – 
shred them. I lost on that game. That was one of my picks, by the way, uh, was NC State uh, and the under, and neither happened. Uh, but I do want to give some love because now that we went back, Jody, I'm glad you said that. We we went back to Thursday. I think a team that we need to look out for next year, other than Ole Miss and maybe Kansas State, is the Arizona Wildcats. Yeah, that's, I Buddy, agree. That was I a agree. great win. That was the weirdest Oklahoma. game ever because it was not back and forth. It was like we're scoring in chunks and not doing shit, and you're going to score in chunks, and then we're going to score in chunks. And it was – both teams right. were up like two scores at a time. There was never – like I know it had to have been a one-score game at times, but it, it happened so fast. And right. I am going to toot our horn here as a collective because I honestly believe that we as a podcast were on Arizona mm-hmm. before Anybody, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, before yeah. anybody I heard, this is a big Jetfish podcast. Yeah, uh, and, and and Johnny's one of the ones that gave us some info on Jetfish that we didn't have. Like, I was like, "Who's the coach in Arizona?" He's like, "What? You ain't heard of Jetfish?" <laughs> I'll tell you yeah. another thing I learned from that specific game, and I'm not an Oklahoma fan. They start true freshman, so Jackson. Johnny. Jackson Arnold, true freshman, right. number, number one quarterback of his class. Right. If you watch football, his second pass of his career was an interception. He threw a pick later in the game. But if that ball did not zip out of his hand like I have not seen, I would be – maybe not easing into the SEC, but I'm semi on the lookout to see what Jackson Arnold – Okay. For Oklahoma, because um, I thought that was a good game. I mean, he got – it was first start bowl game. Not everybody's Garrett Nussmeyer. I get that. But <laughs> – I just I've seen I've seen a lot of quarterbacks or Morris Mills and the or ball, Miller the ball coming out of his hand Miller looked, time. looked special right and uh, right that's why, that's why I noticed and they got beat he threw a couple of picks he looked like a true freshman in his first start but something about but that I will there. say something's, saw, something's uh, there Lamar yeah. Jackson's first pass was against Auburn that was an interception didn't another quarterback do that and. At Louisville. Well, I, that, a lot of guys start their careers <laughs> with interceptions. <laughs> but uh, Teddy Bridgewater did it also okay. a, against UK. But down on, and I think we've hit on everything like in Tennessee, Iowa. We've hit. We are not even going to talk about Oregon Liberty, are we, Travis? I just mentioned the fact that I think God has shown disfavor on Liberty. That's right. That was I'm a, pleased about that. That was a beat down that we all had money on. That was the the infamous Georgia whatever. Uh, SMU uh, was so mad that they didn't get in that game. They crapped the bed themselves yeah, and that should was, be laughed at that was for dis- the way they showed up, that let was a alone Liberty. That was a disappointment. Right. So SMU needs to be drummed a little bit on top of that. And uh, – but, dude, hey, LSU showed some moxie, as Johnny said, down with Mordecai playing a great game. Were they not? Watch out for this. We have a 10 uh, ton bottle opener down here being passed around. Well, it Don't was holding drop down it your, on your foot. It was holding down your <laughs> notebook. Uh, but seriously, LSU, with the defense that they had this year to come back. And win that game was very impressive. Very impressive. Especially for those that bet on them. Uh, even though we lost. Uh, <laughs> I, I think that spread was 10. Did not have a lead until three, not, three minutes left in the game. Right, right. Two different 14-point deficits. 
I'm just saying I like my QB1. No, I'm with you. But and, and I'm telling you another thing. Luke Fickle really surprised me out of the gate. You know, I think they lost three out of four to come into that bowl game. And talk about something Hugh Freeze didn't do, preparation. I'll give Luke Fickle credit for coming in with preparation, trying to win that game against an SEC school. And uh, You know who uh, Luke Fickle got beat by in one of those games, right? Which? What do you mean? Coming down the stretch. Oh. Would it have been in IU. Drink. Drink. <laughs> yeah, I think Illinois, IU, I, dude, I couldn't believe Wisconsin came out uh, on fire in that game. I, really I, I would like to handle this uh, transition real quick because Freddie set me up. Speaking of coming into a game unprepared. Oh, God. <laughs> let's hear your thoughts on the Rose Bowl. Uh, that that's a better setup than I could have ever done. Thank you, Tuna. Uh, I'm actually going to take my head my headphones off. I think we all uh, should. I'm going to go upstairs, make myself a drink, and when I come back, uh, he'll be. I don't have that done. much to say. You I might really want to make know. yourself too. But Travis does need a drink, so um, I like to look at this game as being a very a very hard-fought battle between two teams. Let's be honest. I saw a top 20 thing on social media of the greatest CFP playoff games in history now that it's all over with coming up next year. And the Bama-Michigan game was number two on the list. An instant classic. Washington-Texas was number four. An instant classic that followed that game. So let's start off with that. But in a nutshell, I like to say that this was the non-execution game versus better execution, if you will. Um, I, I I think that the, I really think that Tommy Reese came in with one of the worst game plans I've ever seen. Uh, I've been uh, Sark has been an offensive coordinator. Kiffin has Kiffin has left Bama three days before they had to play Clemson in a championship game, and we had better offensive game plan. Um, we looked unprepared. Uh, I don't know what the snap issue was, but it started from the beginning and it went right to the last play. Uh, on that, I just I want to say I don't think I've ever seen a position player not a quarterback or cornerback in my opinion single-handedly lose a football game single hand or have so much so to, to play that big of a role in right. losing a football and you know game what's funny some of the bama games that we won we had low snaps going on where we had said and sometimes miller would get in it would throw the defense off you know what I mean? And we would actually make good plays because it was a bad snap. But against Michigan, that's not going to happen. And, uh, I mean. So he I, lost that in the middle. I know he started with that, and, and that was an issue even in the, in the Texas game. But And then I guess he cleaned it up throughout the year, and then it showed up again in Auburn. And then how does it disappear it, in the Georgia game? It disappears against Georgia. I have no idea, but I, I do have an idea. I do have an idea. I'm going to tell you right now 
that um that, I, that there's a reason what I was going to get into was I mean we could talk about how the game went it was a fantastic game but I can tell you how Bama lost the game in a nutshell of the game plan let me give you a stat real quick that tells you low snaps where were the wide receivers offensive look Michigan if you look at that game and Michigan looked like they had Milrow running for his life. Did Jermaine Burton time. even have a catch? Jermaine Burton had three catches okay. for, for 40 yards. But let me let me give you one stat that really blows me away. You know how you get rid of low snaps to your to your quarterback that's standing back there with no running back behind him? You get the running game established in this game. Bear Bryant is rolled in his freaking grave. I think that last play was supposed to be a run. When ba- Every time Bama loses a big, big game in the CFP or something, they abandon the run. Now you're saying, hey, Jace McClellan ran the ball good. No, he didn't. He caught a lot of balls, and our quarterback ran the ball but a lot of Bama fans, I'm, I'm telling you. What was the percentage got, of pass run in that game? Do we know got, that? You've got, well. Because I just mean, from watching it, it didn't seem like they had banded the run. I mean, hell, we were like almost at the end. 172 rushing yards to 130. Well, I'm talking about I mean, percentage stats, of plays. Okay, well, I have the stats. And if yeah. you look at the stats, they're damn even. Uh, 32 minutes to 27 minutes. One fumble loss to another fumble loss. Three penalties for 15 yards to two penalties to 25 yards. Seven punts, six punts, 17 first downs to 15 first downs. If you look at all that gibberish, it's all even. It all evened out. But but what, what was Michigan better in the first uh, quarter and and or maybe the third quarter or was Bama better in the in the uh, or fourth quarter rather? Bama better in the third quarter? Yes. But you're talking about all-out war. But let me show you this stat that really blows me away. Against Georgia, our two running backs, while now granted that McClellan was hurt, if you were a Bama fan and you're listening to this podcast, you were nervous as hell that McClellan didn't play against Georgia and all of a sudden Tiny Dancer comes back and plays against Tiny Dancer. Yeah, Tiny Dancer. <laughs> now look, everyone's going to go, McClellan had a great game. He had a great game. He did, but here's the problem. Jam Miller and Roydell Williams against Georgia. Roydell Williams, 16 rushes, 64 yards, and a touchdown. Jam Miller, 10 rushes, 23 hot, hard-fought yards. Hot four- fart. 40 catching yards and a touchdown against Georgia. You know what their offense, do you want to know what they did in this game? I do. Roydell Williams, one rush for negative one. Jam Miller, one rush for 11 yards. Tommy Reese, you screwed this goddamn game up. What about, All right. what about my guy, 22 Haynes? Was that his name, Haynes? Yeah, Justice Ju- Haynes. Justice Haynes. Four carries, 31 a yards. Four fr- carries, 31 yards. Let's true, just not give him the ball again. A true freshman gets in the game and has to play. Is Roydell Williams hurt? 
If I if you're a true Bama fan, you're going, what is going on here? These guys dominated Georgia. So that's a personnel thing as opposed to a right. A, 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 as opposed to banning the run because I'm looking here and it's no, they didn't 23 abandon. attempt pass attempts to 43 rushes. Right. They abandoned their a different game okay, plan. Okay. Okay. So for you, a team that wasn't any better than Georgia against the run, it wasn't a game plan. It was the personnel they used right. to establish the and run. So they didn't abandon the run. Why did they change what? got them there i do not understand it dude even if you go through wide receivers and all the catches and everything i go through it it's really straight up even in the georgia game uh bond had four catches for 47 yards well jace didn't play in the georgia game right right, but i'm not talking about chase throw him out but I don't understand why Bama did not continue to run the ball with other running backs and establish the run so so Milrow didn't have to look stupid and lose over 30 yards on sacks. It just doesn't make sense to me why they did that. You want to talk about low snaps? Hand the ball off to three running backs and you ain't going to have low snaps. Uh, I think they were still trying to run the ball out of the shotgun, and that screwed up a lot of timing on on stuff I like agree. that. I agree. So, too. I mean, you can't take the entire game against a team like Michigan, especially when your offensive line has been struggling to block under center. But you got to get the guys that got you there involved, and they totally just – they weren't even – I mean, look, they were in the game for one play. Mm-hmm. I just don't get it. And every Bama fan that watches us all year is going to look at that and go, wow, you're right. Mm-hmm. Like, all the passing and the catches. Yeah, I, I, at one point I was like, have we even thrown a ball down the field? But if you look at the numbers, we had catches like three, four catches. Nye Black had three catches. Uh, Burton, believe it or not, had three catches. Burton had four yard, for, four for yeah, four yards. for twenty-one. There yeah. you go. I mean, it, but that was the same against Georgia. We didn't do a whole lot of that, anyways. But I really believe that the game plan was lost on not running the football and getting the other two running backs that got us there involved, and there. In lies the problem with all the low snaps to the quarterback, and he had all the pressure. Those two guys had all the pressure on them the whole game. There was never any pressure uh, given to anyone else to release the pressure from those two. I think some credit needs to be given to Michigan's I defense. I give a lot of credit yeah. to Michigan. Trust me. They made the plays that needed to be made when they needed to be made. Okay, I thought Blake uh, Corum was absolutely incredible in that game. He 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 was good. When, I mean, he had ten rushes for eighty-seven yards. I was going to say, mm-hmm. if I'm a Michigan fan, I probably don't think Blake Corum got the ball as much. He didn't as get I the ball that much either. He really didn't. Well, those possessions on there, like that game, there wasn't a whole lot of possessions in this game. Yeah, like three and out. And yeah, that. it was. I guess what we, what you mentioned it earlier. I think I, I would, to take. I'm not a Tommy Reese lover, but to take some pressure off of him i think we were talking about the difference in bamas we've seen from georgia to texas earlier to any other game and i think milro has had the opportunity to improvise make plays with his legs that are not designed plays with his legs and in this game if it was a designed run he ran if it was a a designed pass he got sacked. see that's what i was gonna say he didn't get out of the pocket he didn't create a play that was not called and and the games bama has won he's 
if it's a 20-yard run, something to get Juice back in it. He didn't do that in this game. Right, but again, He got sacked, or if it was a designed run, he ran. Right, but he had all the pressure on him. What If you think about the Georgia game, Williams He had all the pressure the on him. But, dude, come on. J.J. McCarthy had a lot of pressure. When you've got running backs rushing 16 times for 64 yards, it's easy for you to make a big play eventually. I'm but saying. you have to make a big play every freaking Every freaking down. It's ridiculous. You cannot do that. Going into this game, Lamar Jackson cannot my biggest do that. thing was I said, I want to see J.J. McCarthy make the passes that he needs to to win the game. He did that. Jalen Milrow did not. I, I thought that was my biggest thing. Was there another game that night? I mean, well, hold on a minute. <laughs> yeah. yeah we, ain't, we ain't ready no. for that. We're not even halfway yeah, there, there, I don't Last think. Four, Get man. comfortable. No, the, the tail of the, the game, I'll end it right now. Last four Bama drives, a lost fumble, a field goal, a punt, and a turnover on downs in overtime. And let's just to end it, let's talk about the play at the end. Um, there, there's a play, and, and, then I'll, and then we'll move on to the next game. But let's be real. Here's the deal. No one's talking about the third down play. Forget the fourth down play. The third down play, so second down, Milrow runs for 12 yards and he gets up to the 10-yard line. We don't know what to do. We hike the ball. We throw it to Burton on a five-yard catch to get it to, what, the four-yard line or three-yard line, Three-yard line. He freaking, okay, he makes the catch. And what normally happens in a football game, especially college, let's be real, college is momentum. College football and college basketball is built on momentum. No one's ever going to tell me anything different. I know that all the plays are there, but it is a momentum game. When you when someone gets that ball, they run up to the line. Let's get this sucker in the end zone. You line up, you do your play, and you're running in overtime, and let's keep going with this. He falls down, gets his knee bent backwards, Stop play. Ten minutes goes by. I went and took a crap in the bathroom. Dude, then Bama, then Michigan calls a timeout. They didn't like the play. Then Bama calls a timeout. Well, we didn't like the play. Before you know it, 20 minutes have gone by before we've even ran the freaking fourth down play. See, and I don't like that. I'm a momentum guy. Had he not gotten hurt, he we run that ball in the end zone. I don't Damn. think so because do. it was fourth down. That's I think timeouts are getting called no I, matter I what. I don't agree. They were going to play, what offense are you running out? What defense well, are what you running out? What offense are you running out? That would have happened if that kid jumped up immediately or if I they went know. to the line. I, I don't think know if they would have. I because really it don't. was fourth down, timeouts were going to get called regardless. I'm not sure. We'll never okay. know. No. We'll never know. I, I know my team better than you do. No, it, there's no doubt about that. that. I know how they run that play. And I'm just saying. Your center needs to learn get, how. And then we get to it, and they blame the lineman who got drummed back. <laughs> and uh, I don't know. I mean, they, they, from what I what I saw in the press conference, they decided that they were going to run that ball. I have no idea why he ran into some the back of some dude's ass uh, instead of. I mean, dude, the whole game. What did Milrow do? 
He hesitated every time he got the ball back there. Looking around, hesitating, getting sacked, and the one time, the one time, he does not hesitate at all. He runs right into some dude's butthole. Well, it was because uh, it was a it was another it, bad snap. It was another bad snap. The I get it. Play was screwed up. Snap bad snap number thirty. I the mean, play clearly was supposed to go to the left with that back. No, no. Two lead I blockers. have listened to the press conference. It was a run play. It was a run play. Exactly. He was supposed. To it was run a pitch straight. out. No, it was him. I am telling you, I will show you the footage of Saban saying it out of his mouth. Yeah, do you believe Saban? I don't know. Like, I well, mean, yeah, I do. He ran. They said that he's he falling on a sword it. a little bit there he for said, his guys. Well, that was the play that he. You was can see, I see how it. the play's going. No, I like, see a running back to the left. Had he hesitated, he would have found him. The and running backs turned like ease. this. No, the running back ran out yeah, to the left. Yeah, like he actually turned for the pitch out, right, but well, the ball wasn't there. He didn't look at him at all. He just ran it in. Mm, okay. Do you not, did you no, I'm, look, I believe you, man. I'm sure you've seen it four times. million times. So, like, I'll, I'll believe and you. And then I watched the press conference all the way to the bitter end and Saban, and I'm like, I want to hear Jalen Milrow tell me what the play was. They ask him. They ask Saban. I have it on tape. I did not delete it. I'm going to make you watch it. And he straight tells not, man. me. I just believe everything he you're runs saying. In. Anyways, it came down to the last play of the game. No playoff except mm. for one. Bama versus Clemson has ever happened like that. So that's why we're uh, breaking it down a little bit further. Mm-hmm. But that's the, you know, it, it, it. I don't understand why Milrow panicked even though it was a low snap he had 30 low snaps why would you panic on the 31st one (laughs) and then he runs it in the most important one so there you have it whatever i'm not happy about it but it was a mess really yes after all that and uh, we got a full explanation on why my bama lost the game i would (laughs) like to say that I thought Michigan – I was very impressed by Michigan. Uh, for a team that hasn't really played anybody all year, to come out and be that physical against a team that we know is physical, I found that to be impressive. And I'm I glad agree. Connor Stallions got into the game. No, they, he was in the crowd. I agree. It was a, it was he a was even, in the crowd. Mm-hmm. I saw that. It was that. an I evenly fought battle, man. It no, was, it was. I it was a great game. Both teams battled. Uh, both teams had stupid turnovers. Michigan had as many dumb turnovers as Bama did. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, I agree 100%. Um, you know, uh, I don't know. I know. I feel like the, if you play that game ten times, time, the first time it's going to be five Harbaugh and five. Has won a bowl game since his first year at Michigan, 2015, the first bowl game win in his career. Well, it's good. You guys are going to be in the history books. So, you know what? He played. They played good, but they haven't played good in the past ever, ever. And they 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 played evenly tough and got the win. It went down to the last play. So, against, I'm done against the SEC, man. So I hear you. Hey, it has nothing to do with that. No, I'm just saying that's Michigan, impressive because, I mean, it's the best Michigan's ever. Michigan's the number one team in the country. We're we're, we're the fourth team mm-hmm. in the country. So, well, and, and Jerry, but you guys just beat the number one team I feel like we overachieved. 
Jerry, you know this. Uh, Michigan has most wins all time. Alabama's second most wins all time. Alabama, most national championships all time. And Michigan's second most all time. Michigan's not second national championships all time. They're way back. Just wins. Yeah, just wins. Just just wins. I'm sorry. But as a fan of neither team, I was rooting for Bama. It was it was a fun game to watch. It was a great I know game. it was a great, great game, game to watch. It came that's why I'm so frustrated because it came down to the very end and I just feel like it was it, it was I just feel like our game plan was horrible. Saban was guaranteed horrible. coming back twenty twenty four. Nick Saban, Alabama Crimson Tide. No, coming, I ain't worried about that. Hell dude, you. we're gonna be in the playoff for the next five years. Who I don't care about that. Uh so is Ohio State, so is Michigan. So, you know what I'm saying? Uh, that doesn't matter, but it, it just, you know, in a nutshell, for that game to come down the last play, I just felt like that they could have, that they had a weak, weak game plan. And I said at the beginning of the, the, the thing, my rant that Michigan deserved it better than we did. They executed their plays better than we did in a 2020 game with no time on the clock. I would say outside looking in, they dominated the first half. Bama dominated the second half. Exactly. And then overtime was the difference maker, and they they right. they, they got right. it done. I then. think they dominated the fourth quarter. Uh, I don't know. Dominated one drive extent. of the one fourth, drive yes. the fourth yeah. quarter. Fourth and two. Yeah, I thought the way – I mean, I really believe uh, – totally agree, Johnny. The way that um, – Bama came out in the second half was very impressive to me. You could tell that they they cleaned up quite a bit. That first half was pretty sloppy. Uh, Michigan would play you know tight ball. They were constant pressure. They looked like they was manhandling you guys a little bit, and then they you guys were. came out and manned up against them in the second half. That's it was a grudge match, and it was it was like there's a, a guy named Jack McCarthy. Um, he he heightened it to a um, a heavyweight uh, battle on Twitter. It was like watching a heavyweight boxing match. You know, you got, you got Foreman getting punched early, and then it looks like he's going to go down any minute, and then he comes out swinging the second half, and then it's just a, a punch out at the end. Yeah. I think Jim Harbaugh should be commended. I thought he outcoached. Uh, I thought him and his team outcoached Alabama. I thought we got thoroughly outcoached uh, in that game. And Saban is, has been outcoached. A lot lately. Uh, I think that he... I, I think a problem with Nick Saban is is he has too much invested in his offensive coordinators. And I don't, quite frankly, not, not sure if he knows what... I mean, I know that he is involved in those plays. But I'm not quite sure how much. I'm just not. I don't understand. I don't understand the game plan. Uh, and that is going to be the tail of the tape for me. Uh, at Watching every game all year and watch what we did to a Georgia team that won 63 to whatever in their bowl game and probably could beat every team by 20 that's in this playoff. False. Possibly. Maybe not Washington. False. I think you're giving Georgia a little too much credit on that. I don't know if yeah. I am or not. I'm not basing it no, on No, I mean, they, they did not look win. like all season, they didn't look like the normal Georgia team. Like, yeah, granted, false. Carson okay. Beck really started playing well toward the, you know, the second half of the season, but I, I this Georgia team was not like previous Georgia teams. Okay. So, 
I don't agree with that. Yeah. I do. I think if Georgia was in this playoff, and we're not going to open up that can mm-hmm. of worms, I do think it'd probably be Georgia Washington, no matter how that matchup. Yeah, shook I'm, out. I'm with you there. Georgia probably beat whoever they played mm-hmm. in this round. I'm with you there, and it's un, it's not unfortunate. I don't want a three P. I just go. don't think they'd beat them all by twenty. Let's move on to these Huskies because we had a second fantastic uh, instant classic right after that. Travis, do you have a rant that's comparable to that? I He don't need one. He won. Which is even better. That's like a happy rant. I don't. Um, the game pretty much played out exactly like I said it would. If you if you listened to the podcast last I week. I did. I said I think that uh, the three-headed monster of uh, Washington's wide receivers was going to be too much Polk, for Texas. Polk and Ozawaii. Who? Adunze. Polk and Azawahi. Odunze. Odunze. You can keep saying it wrong over it. It's not going to be right the next time I you say it. I just love that kid. I, I'm um, telling you, I love that kid. He's so good. And Jalen McMillan. We talked about McMillan. We yes. talked about the tight end uh, who had a great game. But, man, let's just right off the top. Respect the fact that Mike Penix had the best game that any quarterback, in my opinion, has had all season long. I agree. And he showed right off that, I'm sorry, Johnny, he should have won the Heisman. He should have won the Heisman. And this game, this game, and we've been, I mean, look, if you've been listening to this podcast for late, I get it. I mean, I I have a biased opinion about Mike. So what? But I'm, but I've, told everybody on this podcast when we first started Mike Penix is going to win the Heisman next year he should have won the Heisman I said I think Washington's going to win the national championship next year they should win the national championship this year Washington is a better football team than Michigan is I'm going to say it right now I don't understand why they keep being underdogs in these games. I don't get it. I'm making I thought, a lot of money. <laughs> I thought I thought Washington was a better team. I thought if Washington played Texas ten times, Washington wins eight of those games. Now, and quite frankly, the game should not have been close. That's what I was going to say. No. Why did did uh, why did they did Kalen DeBoer try to lose that game? Well. If the and here's this a, was a coach off at the end of who's gonna oh, be that make dude, the dumbest it, shit happen. It, it was here's a couple funny things about been that. There. Remember, they ain't been there. But before. but keep this uh, to to Freddie's point from the Alabama game where the kid gets hurt. If the kid from Washington doesn't get hurt, the game is over. Right. They take three knees and the game is over. That's a little different situation. Now, but yeah, Colin. Uh, Colin texted me, uh, while we, uh, you know, obviously we're all watching the game. Colin texted me and he said something to the effect that, uh, no matter how good you are, sometimes it's difficult to wash the Indiana football stink off of your team <laughs> because that would have been exactly how IU would have lost that mm. game. They, the game's over. You take three knees, it's over. Guy gets hurt, they get one get one more shot. But to Washington's credit, 
They made the plays down the stretch when they needed to. Um, I couldn't be more happy for those guys. Penix was unbelievable. Uh, he continues to have, and Johnny and I were talking about it uh, before you guys got here tonight. And I've said it for a long time. There's no, he has the best arm of, oh, yeah. of any quarterback in college. The deep ball accuracy is amazing. Can I, I just say the one thing that, that, that really impressed me about Penix, and I've seen it more in this game, and it, I guess it impressed me more in this game than any, is that Texas' defensive front um, is absolutely elite. It's, it's, yes. I mean, it's – You're right. And the fact, like, how he moves in the pocket Dude, and how he avoids the blitz is – it's um, – it's almost like watching Aaron Rodgers a little bit in the pocket. And, and I know you hate Aaron Rodgers, but he he has one of the best pocket right. presences there he is. He has a quick sudden He move. slides. He, he moves. Like, he's – that, That I think, impressed me more than anything. Yep. I've always been impressed by his deep ball. Like, he can drop it, you know, in a bucket 50 yards away. Like, the, the kid can throw. Um, but, yeah, just watching him move around in that pocket, I found that to be the most impressive thing. So I'm, I'm glad you brought up Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. Foot awareness because I'm watching just the throws and to me Peyton Manning is the greatest deep ball thrower of all time mm-hmm. and you saw that in that game the first long pass to Oduze didn't miss by a centimeter then later in the first half the tight window throw was a Drew Brees type accuracy oh, yeah. that I've never I, I I was watching that game and I said if Drew Brees and Peyton Manning had a child that it's it's right now in this game Michael Penix and then you bring up the footwork of Aaron Rodgers. And Travis says he thinks that's the best football game a quarterback's played this year. I'm like, absolutely no doubt. I told him tonight, I said, if, if he wasn't a first-round pick, I said he jumped three rounds. He could get beat 50 to nothing Monday night. And he jumped. I mean, that oh, was yeah. that is build a team around if NFL. If you can protect that guy, look out. And he, I think once NFL teams meet with him and see the type of person he is, because he just seems like such a great kid. We've talked about it. He's a leader. Mm-hmm. He's already, I mean, he graduated from IU. He already, I mean, he's a, so we're going to claim him as a national champion, (laughs) Indiana alumni. He's already graduated from IU. Um, I could not be more excited about Monday night. I think it's going to be a fantastic game. Uh, We did get word tonight, I think. I want to make yeah that is John Harbaugh coaches Dylan Johnson is going to play. Uh, you know, oh he, yeah, he, yeah, he, no, he got, he got hurt at the end of the he, ball he game. Has, he, he has is promised. Playing. He has promised not to get hurt on the last drive of the game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we need to make sure that that doesn't happen. But I'm telling you again, it's four and a half. Instant classic though. They're four and a half point underdogs coming in the next end of this national championship game and when i look at both teams and of course i've watched every washington game and i've watched most most michigan games this year and i just believe that washington is the better football team whether that plays out on the field we will see but i cannot wait for monday night it's going to be great and congratulations to the huskies all their fans kalen DeBoer. William Inge, Mike, everybody that's been involved. Yeah, Yeah, we are on that first name basis. It is what it should be. Let's look at this. 
14 and 0 versus 14 and 0. That's right. Number one versus number two. Hey, don't forget, I went on my rant, but who had Michigan winning it all this year? I did. That was my choice. I didn't have Bama in the four game playoff. And I had Michigan winning it all. I'm not sure who y'all had. I know Travis had Washington. I had Washington. Uh, Tuna, I think, had I think I had SMU. Yeah. I think you had Texas. <laughs> uh, Tuna, I really do. I think you had Texas. No, I may have. Oh, no, you had Bama. I think I did have Bama, And honestly. I think maybe Jody had Texas. I had Bama, Texas. Yeah, I think you had Texas. Uh, but, dude, it is what it should be. It really is. Uh, the two best teams are playing each other. Honestly, I would have been happy with any matchup that we got. Like I, know, I thought, yeah, I know. I know. Yeah. But dude, I don't want to go in there and watch Bama struggle with a quarterback. I want to see the two best teams play each other, and the two best teams are going to play each other. And the way uh, I see it, uh, you've got, I think, from the Rose Bowl, you saw Michigan strong suit as their defense, right? Well, guess who won the Joe Moore Award, best offensive line in the country. Guess who has Michael Penix? Guess who has Oduze, Polk, and McMillan? Right. But the other side's got Will Johnson. Well, Will Johnson can't cover three guys. No. I just no. think it's – I think bond. I think the matchups, the strengths and weaknesses are balancing out, and I truly think the best quarterback is going to win the game because he's – Right. Will I, Johnson, number two at Michigan, the corner, cannot cover. He can't cover all three of them. Right. He's only a sophomore, isn't he? God, he's good. However old he yeah, is, yeah, he's a sophomore, dude. He's but I mean, and just to speak from experience, I've worked with uh, an entire season with Lamar Jackson and Joe Burrow. I've seen great quarterback play. Great quarterbacks lead you to victories. That's two Heisman trophies, soon to be two MVPs in the NFL. Mike Penix played at Who? a level. Did Joe Burrow win an MVP? By God, he will be. No, I'm saying. Uh, Lamar Jackson's oh, about okay. to win this year. He's, okay. already, he's already got one. I just I was thrown off by the oh, by the oh, Joe Burrow thing. Yeah. Tuna is so is the so intrinsically is against there. against anything Bengals. Oh, he immediately no. his ears perked up. I yeah. saw them. It's, it's mostly perk up it's mostly just Joe Burrow. Yeah, Bengals Cincinnati don't like KC. We don't like you. I think you can take a position by position battle of this game. You can to compare the head coaches. You can compare whatever you want to compare. It comes down to. McCarthy versus Mike Penix, and we all know who right. wins. It's Big Mike. Right. Good quarterbacks win big games. Mike Penix is head and shoulders above McCarthy. And I don't know. It, Harbaugh I mean, said McCarthy's the best quarterback to ever play in college dude, football. Oh, God. <laughs> hey, dude, let me ask you. Let me just say one thing. <laughs> hey, the kid's tough. I respect the hell out of him. Let yeah. me just but, say come on. one thing real quick. Johnny, you are welcome to come back on this podcast any damn time you want to. Boy, I, I mean, I, I couldn't agree so with you more. let's talk about the spread here. Is is Washington getting four and a half? Yes, they uh, are. I mean, I'm sorry. They're I already put a hundred on it. I already bet a hundred on it. So come on. Hey, by the way, Travis, just so you know, at the beginning of the year, I hope you did because I put. 10 on a future bet with Washington for 450. 10. 
You put ten. I bet you put a hundred. You put ten dollars on a hundred and fifteen teams, though, no, Jerry. No, 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 no. Uh, he he had Louisville. He put ten dollars no, on Louisville. No, no. I didn't even I know put that. it on Bama. I only put teams that had good odds. I did put it on Penn State and I Louisville. Have, and Louisville. Uh, I have a hundred dollars on Washington to win the national championship. So you have a hundred nine, and that was early at the beginning of the year. That you was had, before the season oh, then started. You got some good odds because I know I got. That good was odds before on. the season started. If my and, ten dollar bet. For four fifty, <laughs> because I'm I'm pretty sure Maybe I put twenty on it for four fifty. If you go back and listen to the to our season recap podcast of last college football season, I'm fairly certain at the right. end I said right. Washington's going to win the national championship and Mike Penix is going to win the Heisman. What's that over under? Uh, let me look. I don't know. I don't. Oh, what I do would you like to mention to uh, no, I just don't like over under something right I'd ever look at, and Your I need to start. I'm just, it's fifty six. <laughs> it's it's fifty six and a half. Fifty six and a half. What would you all do there? That's a big. I'm not touching it. Yeah, I would I'm, not. From that right, standpoint, I would. Not. I feel like there's going to be way more stuff to bet in this game than the over under and and the spread. Like I, I you know, that what? sounds like a Washington blowout, or it's not happening. Think, I'm taking a I bunch of Jeremy Bernard props. Oh, I've got to take Jeremy. I have to end the year with an under. I, I'm gonna have to take that under. Uh, but I already. Have I would expect nothing different. Imagine watching the national championship game, just hoping and nobody Travis scores. Travis me into because if you if you look at it, I, I got into a big, uh, uh, I got a little rowdy on uh, one uh, Monday night at our local sports pub, and I was really, I really dug into the Washington Texas game. I had a buddy, but not just Travis. I knew what he was already saying. And I knew the tuna was kind of like a Big Twelve, and he had legitimate reasons for why he was leaning the other way. He but picked I, Texas. But I, I did say that right yes, off the get go. And I want to say and that and Quinn Ewers right played now, terrible. That if you look back, <laughs> hey, the Pac two looks a lot better than the Big Twelve. Can we look at Arizona, who beat Oklahoma? Not many opt-outs there on both teams. There are there are things uh, that Dylan show Gabriel you, did opt out, uh, but that Washington, Arnold kid Washington played Washington well. not only had to beat a Tulane team that was just a, uh, a a team that they happened to schedule that was a top fifteen team at the time. Not now, they beat them on the side like a piece of crust. Uh, they beat Oregon twice. How can you beat a team twice that was like, in the like playoff crust. as the number five team? Fred, do uh, you do you know what Kalen DeBoer's record is at Washington versus top twenty five teams? No, I do not. Ten and zero. Wow. Do you know what Kalen DeBoer? He's a risk taker. Do you know that Kalen? guy is a risk taker? I hope it don't come down to risk taking because he makes <laughs> that guy know. will take a risk like in that. Oregon well, what are they? Game, don't they have ten straight wins by is, like ten points or less? Do you know Kalen DeBoer's career head coaching record? One hundred and four and eleven. Wow! God dang! That goes back to NAIA Sioux Falls, Fresno State. And now at Washington. And just for comparison, to this day, we still talk about Bobby Petrino 1.0 going 42 and 9. 
<laughs> That's right. <laughs> you know That's what I'm right. saying? That's... 104 and 11. The mere fact that he coached at Fresno, I love him anyways. Uh, I've always been a Fresno betting guy. Uh, no, the dude, that's incredible. And, and dude, he is, you've seen some of them Oregon games where he, <laughs> like, dude, some of the risk he took in that first Oregon game, I was like, what is he doing? <laughs> like, I mean, he's a, he's a, a dice roller. So I'm telling you folks, if you all don't have money on Washington to win this, then you're not going to win any money. That's the way I see it. Man, Fred, I don't, I don't know where this is coming from. I mean, I want to go over there and give the man a hug. Hey, I got, I, I got a hundred dollars. <laughs> well, I'm going to do you a favor, Travis. Um, oh, please, please do, Tuna. I, I'm oh looking at God. this like oh, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to use last year as a little bit of a comparison. Okay, I, I went against TCU constantly. I was like, there's no way, and I like almost like I've been doing with, with Washington. I right remember, now. and then. At the national championship game, I forget what the spread was, but but I, I think I was saying that Georgia's going to win the game, but TCU's going to cover. And I was all on TCU. And I think by me going to them, I hexed them. So I'm going to do you a favor and not jump ship now and continue trending betting against Washington, and I'm going to ride oh with the, the, the blue. But – I, I kind of am going to be pulling for Washington here. Are you going to watch the game with us on a Monday night? No, it's a, oh, it's a school that's night. Right. That's, that's a school, a school night, night, man. Yeah. Travis, I will be here for that game. I'll, I can do a first half. I'll come over and watch first half with All you guys. Right. Cause it's like a seven forty five kick, like, right? Yeah. Hey, yeah. Hey guys, don't forget one of the most fun times we had on this podcast was Last, betting it the Washington Bowl year, game yeah last year we all met up and there was a bowl game we were gonna watch in my garage barn it wasn't on until what 10 o'clock I believe it was, it was a late bowl game I think it was Washington and wasn't it was it? Washington and we were all so good because that was if you think about last year it only wasn't Travis's team we were all yeah. kind of on the bandwagon with yeah. Washington that they were so fun to watch. And to know, to think that we're getting ready to meet up Monday night for the national championship and watch this game is pretty cool. And I'll be wearing my Washington Huskies hoodie. And I'm glad that I don't have a dog in the fight. I can just sit back and watch it now. <laughs> Well, uh, it should be awesome. I cannot wait, um, obviously. Uh, I think we've pretty much broken down uh, both games. Uh, looking forward to the uh, national championship game. So now I'm going to send it around for people that, uh, you know, final thoughts tonight. Uh, things you're looking forward to. Not necessarily uh, football related. Tuna, you got something for us? Yeah, um, this is this weekend coming up in the NFL. Um, it's something that every gambler is well aware of. It's called Incentive Weekend. Um, it's where players have to perform, um, whether it's receptions, rushing yards, re receiving yards, uh, whatever, to get their incentive bonuses. Um, 
the props for the weekend are not out yet. Um, but here are just a couple numbers that have me looking. Um, Odell Beckham needs five catches to get a $250,000 bonus. Uh, the quarterback issue here, I don't know how much he's actually going to play with Baltimore, uh, but that might be worth throwing a, a few bucks on it because if anybody's a little bit of a diva, it's it's uh, Lamar him. Lamar is not playing. Lamar's not going to play. Right. Um, I think was it Tyler Huntley's there, yep. and I think he said earlier that Malik Cunningham is going to be a factor in this game as well. So I don't know how much uh, Beckham's going to end up playing in this game. Or, but or when what, you but think that they're probably going to try to get him five catches, like whether it's that's where I'm at with that little screen pass, exactly, or a little quick um, slant because. They don't care if they win or lose. That and game. he's already nothing, rented right? a yacht, I guess, for a um, a big party for all his uh, for all the offensive players. And um, that went really bad for the New York Giants. Yeah. So I, I just got one thing to say: if if you're listening, Lamar, which I'm sure you are, um, don't get on the boat, bro. Just please, just don't just stay off the boat. Listen to what your mama says. Um, and then next up, we have Dalton Schultz needs six receptions for $500,000 bonus. Uh, that's a big matchup mm. with the Indianapolis Colts yes. for a playoff spot. Uh, that's going to be Saturday night. I really like that one. Um, and then another one is DeAndre Hopkins, seven receptions for a $250,000 bonus. I'm not sure if any Texans quarterback can complete seven passes, but – if you just throw it up in the air, not Texans, Titans. Titans uh, if you throw right. it up in the air, I'm sure DeAndre Hopkins can make those catches, especially with 250 grand on the line. And uh, but those props are something to keep an eye on as the weekend gets closer. Um, you can do a quick Google search and see what players need what. And uh, on top of that, uh, let's go ahead and get your picks for this weekend if you have them ready to go. Oh yeah, um, let me pull this up here. I know for a fact I'm going with the Chicago Bears, and part of that is because they have the opportunity to end the Packers season and eliminate them from the playoffs. Uh, hold on here. I'm searching for my spreads. All right, Chicago plus three at Lambeau. I like Chicago to win that game outright. Uh, they've been, what, five and two in their last seven. Justin Fields looks good. Uh the Bears have a good nucleus. Yeah, this. they really do. And they're going to get Marvin gonna, Marvin yeah, Harrison yeah. Jr. And the that's well that's going to be big. Yeah, um, I want to say I want to say something last year. If you look back at the last nine games of the Bears season last year, mm -hmm. Fields was the number two rated quarterback in the league. Oh, he the was last on name. fire last year. Yeah, he did the yeah. same thing again this year. Yeah, mm -hmm. well, started he got off hurt. terrible. He just got, got yeah. hurt, and he's doing it again. No, dude, he he, they've got to keep him. I really believe. Yeah, you don't this. take a you don't take a no, quarterback he, this year because he can throw and run. Yeah, I mean, with especially with Marvin Harrison Jr., where you have like a a wide receiver like that that's going to be available. You don't take a quarterback, especially when you have Justin Fields. I, I'd ride with him and see what they got with him. Now, Eberflus may be a different story. But anyway, um, <laughs> game two, I'm going to take Tampa Bay minus four and a half against Carolina at Carolina. There you go, um, Baker boy. Yeah, and then next is the Cincinnati Bengals minus seven 
at home against the Cleveland Browns, who will be sitting everyone. Flacco's not playing. You're going to be playing against DTR. And I know Jake Browning. A lot of that defense is sitting out for Cleveland also. So Jake Browning will be getting. Um, Did y'all beat us this week, past week? I think you know the answer to that. America knows the answer to that. And I definitely know the answer to that. And now Tuna's going to be sitting in his garage huffing kerosene, rooting for the Bengals. Who's your lock? <laughs> Uh, my lock is Chicago plus three at Lambeau. All right, Freddie. Man, that's a big robbery. Uh, oh, this is easy peasy wheezy. Uh, oh, by the way, uh, I want I want to let everyone know that uh, <laughs> that uh, I had to pick up my sheet, but Freddie went thirty eight and eighteen. On bowl games this year. That's really good. That's uh, on, that's hey, honestly very. That's, well, let me ask you: Was that against the spread, or was that just picking the winners? No, that was just spreads all involved. That's incredible. Honestly, kudos to you, and man. Overs are involved in there. Yeah. Two pushes were involved, which I counted as losses. Mm. Uh, Thirty-eight and eighteen, and hey, my book, my bookie ain't. He ain't happy with me right now. I'm looking good. Okay. Uh, the only guy in finally, America with a bookie still. Finally. Yeah. Me and me and your boy on uh me and your boy uh what's his name? Uh, who's the Philly it's like guy? Legalizing weed and buying who's it from the, the guy on the guy? corner. Who's uh who's the guy that yells like that I yell like? Uh Mad Dog. Mad Dog. He's got Mad a Mad Dog Russo. Yeah, me and Russo need to get together. All right. Uh here's who I got. So I, I'm going uh, Huskies plus four and a half. Easy peasy. And the under 56 and a half all day long. That's two picks. Those are my, those are two. And then my third is Buffalo at Miami minus three. Cheetah's house caught on fire. He's okay. His family's okay. I'm happy. But there ain't no Andre Rising coming out in this game, baby. <laughs> so uh, let's go Buffalo minus three. Spider-Man. And my lock is the Huskies plus four and a half. They're going to win the national championship. That is awesome. Uh, Johnny, I'd like to invite Sorry you. to steal your thunder. Uh, as a guest picker this week, uh, do you have three games that you feel com- uh, confident in? As a member of the Professional sports community. I've not been a longtime gambler, so I pick wins and losses. I don't. I don't. I don't play in this world of unicorns and rainbows and spreads. <laughs> but I will tell you, I do have. I do have three games I believe in strongly. I like it. And we're going to start. I'm going to blow your mind with a NHL game coming up. Oh, this is the. I think I the first this. NHL game we've ever had on the blockout this Saturday this. night. Puck them. Dallas Stars hosting the Nashville Predators. The Stars will win that game. Uh, that's from your heart, man. That is not from my heart. That's from your heart, Dallas boy. The Stars are 22. Don't pick against the Preds. <laughs> 22 wins versus 21. The the projected starting goaltender of that game, goalkeeper of that game, Scott Wedgwood is 11-3 and three on the season. I think he'll get the job done. The Stars get their 23rd win of the season against the Predators Saturday. Mm, you're about to get Philip Forsberg. <laughs> now I'm going to bet with my heart. The Saints host the Dirty Birds, the Atlanta Falcons. Nah. Winner of this, not winner of this game. If the Saints win this game, they move on to nine and eight and host and host 
a playoff game. The Saints will beat the Falcons at home this you hear weekend. That? Playoffs, Fred. Yeah. I feel bad for whatever really good football playoffs. team has to come play the Saints playoffs. in the Dome. <laughs> and my lock of the year, of the world, of the century, is the Washington Huskies beat the Michigan Wolverines oh, in the national championship game. I don't care if it's by one point or by 50. Huskies on top. Right. I love that. And uh, I want to mention before we get to uh, Jody's picks that last week I did uh, fail at the end of the at the end of the program to uh, mention Jody's picks. But he has pointed out to us on multiple occasions before we went on the air tonight that he did go three and zero. See, straight. you guys all believe him when he what? says it. But when I say it. Like you guys are like, no, no, you didn't do it. <laughs> I have proof. So, uh, Jody, first oh, of all, we got a wing dinger here. Congratulations on your first three and and0 week. And secondly, who do you have this week? I got the UK Wildcats Saturday against Florida. Uh, UK right now is actually an underdog in that game. Are they really? The spread's already out on that Dude, game? And Florida's well, pretty they, good. It's not out, but they were talking about it, and they say that Florida's going to be favored in that game. So I'm taking money line on UK in that one. I say I we like take bets pick, on Jody. who's going to be favored in that yeah, game. Yeah, I can't imagine. Yeah, that. that's where I'm I know it's at Florida, and it, I don't know. I, I'd have a hard time. If UK is an underdog in that game, I'm with you. Yeah. I'm hammering the Load, hell out of it. Load it up. Uh, also Saturday, Harvard-Princeton basketball. Mm-hmm. I got Harvard money line. Tommy Annika. How do you and, pick a rich kid? And uh, uh, we're going to go around the room, correct? Uh, Travis. Who's rich? No. I think I mean, how do you pick a smart kid? Well, get that I'm, in. And so, a rich kid. I, I don't t- know. They're not in Vegas, so I don't know. <laughs> I want to tell you this. This being a big-time U.K. fan, U.K. alum, uh, Reed Shepard is phenomenal for U.K. this year. But if you want to watch a freshman play basketball, Malik – Mac at Harvard is incredible. Oh, yes, dude. Uh, that yeah, and kid Harvard is, is good. crazy good. Yes, and is he? Wasn't he a, so is uh, the money line going to be like minus eight hundred? Wasn't he a McDonald's All American? It doesn't matter. It's my pick. For <laughs> well, the, hell, I'll we go three and zero every week if I just pick minus eight hundred well, bets. Well, we don't have a lot to pick from. Hey, I want to change my bets. <laughs> hey, stick with your Bengals over there, Tuna. Shut up. <laughs> Um, and, and, and my lock right. of the week. Oh, wait, he's not done. My lock of the week. It ought to be the Harvard money line. The Washington Huskies plus four and a half. And I'm with Johnny. I lock of the year for college football. Nice. Nice. God. All right. Uh, Colin checks in with uh, Michigan. The Colts plus one and a half on Saturday night against the Texans. He's got wow. the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, oh, minus okay. four and a half. The who? Tampa Bay. Oh, another one with Tuna. He is, of course, on the Washington Huskies. Damn right he at is. At plus four and a half. I didn't see that coming. That being his lock. I should put I'm Michigan so as one of that my I locks. I have purple gear at home. I have purple Your gear. host and moderator is taking. Let's go. The Las Vegas Raiders. Minus two and a half at home against the Denver Broncos. I love that. That's a great pick, Which by the way. Which is actually my lock of the week. Yeah, that's a great pick. Um, I am taking 
The Tennessee Titans. Jody's Tennessee Titans. Plus three and a half at home against the Jags. Jacksonville. Now, that being as much... uh, I'm hoping that Trevor Lawrence can't play because if if Jacksonville loses and Indianapolis wins, Mm -hmm. the Colts host a playoff game. Yeah, that's... um... Man, the Titans are in shambles. I know. Um, I know. Yeah. You're... That's a complete – and mm-hmm. I would not advise betting on that game. <laughs> Travis, uh, you are a brave man. I would advise betting on Vegas. And, yeah. of course, I would also advise betting on my beloved Washington Huskies to win the national championship. Screw the screw the points. We don't need the points. They're going to win the game outright. Uh, Mike Penix, Kalen DeBoer are going to be national champions and we are going to crown them and talk about it on next week's program and I absolutely cannot wait. Lots of vino will be flowing in the Paint downstairs the basement purple. pub on Monday night. <laughs> I will... I, Paint your face purple. Paint what? the basement purple. Paint the basement purple. I will have... <laughs> I, I, I mean... You know what? <laughs> Back behind the bar, I actually have a poster that is signed by Mike Penix. Oh. And I need to get that framed and get it up here. I cannot wait for the game on Monday night. It's going to be fantastic. I can't wait uh, to break it all down next week. I want to thank Johnny for coming in. He really added a lot to the program tonight. It was great to have Jody back. Uh, it's always good. To have you all listen, we thank you all very much. And so for myself, Jody, Johnny, the big fellow, the tuna, country Matt Kemp, and the fabulous one, Freddie Benders, this is Travis Carter saying so long, everybody, and go Huskies.